Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Mental Health Monday is an informational podcast and should not be used to replace the specialized training and professional judgment of a healthcare or mental health care professional. Mental Health Monday can't be held responsible for the use of the information provided. Please always consult a trained mental health professional before making any decision regarding treatment of yourself or others. Self-help information and podcasts and information on the internet is useful, but it's not always a substitute for professional assistance. Unless otherwise noted, guests of Mental Health Monday are not doctors or licensed in any way. Our hope is to make a connection with you and be more open and honest about everyone's mental health. Enjoy the podcast. Mental Health Monday. Thanks for checking out another Mental Health Monday. My name is Riggs from Briggs and Alley on 103.7 KISS FM in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. This week, I came across this guy very randomly on the internet. I was scrolling through, you know, those fact websites where you'll find a list of the 100 top random facts that you should know. Like, a flock of crows is known as a murder. Or, did you know that the oldest your mom joke was discovered on a 3,500-year-old Babylonian tablet? Yes, it was a random list of facts. But then there was one that stood out to me. It said, one California highway police officer successfully talked over 200 people off of the Golden Gate Bridge from jumping. And I thought, wait a minute, what? So I did some Googling. Come to find out, it's legit. It's a real guy. His name is Kevin Briggs. And I reached out, and he is our guest this week for Mental Health Monday. So just some background, Sergeant Kevin Briggs was a California Highway Patrol officer. He stopped upwards of 200 people from jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco Bay. He retired and announced that he's going to focus his efforts on suicide prevention, and he now tours the country to deliver messages of hope and leadership and suicide intervention. Worldwide, almost 800,000 people die from suicide every year, and it's the second leading cause of death for individuals ages 15 to 29 years old. Now... As grim as it sounds, one of the more popular, for lack of a better term, spots for a suicide is the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco. This week, my guest, Kevin Briggs, has talked people away from that moment of darkness when they're ready to take their own life. And this can apply to pretty much anything in life. It doesn't have to be you talking somebody off a bridge. It could be you talking to a friend who's really in a dark place. How do you get him out of it? Let's talk about it all this week with Kevin Briggs, my guest for Mental Health Monday. Sergeant Briggs, you were a member of the Highway Patrol for almost 23 years. Do you remember the first time you were called out to talk somebody off that bridge? Um, you know, somewhat. It was a, a young female, and she was, I think, on the verge of being homeless. She was just going through some very, very tough times, suffering from, from some um, mental illness, and didn't have any hope, which is a big reason why, why most folks wind up there is their coping mechanisms are exhausted, you know, what they what they feel or they see that their coping mechanisms are. And they just can't see a way out of the predicament or the situation that they're in. Mm -hmm. So I spoke with her for a while and, you know, it took some time and I didn't have any training when I first started doing this. Right. So I think I did a lot of stuff wrong, but it uh, it turned out good. She did come back over the rail and and it was successful. 
But it was then and there that I learned that if I want to work down here on the on the bridge, that I'd better get some training and some help. And it was a it was a it was a shame that that I was a little mad at the Highway Patrol for putting me down there. Yeah. Without any training. So what did you do? How did you get educated on? I guess it would be what crisis negotiation is that part? That was never part of your job. No, um, I learned kind of on the job, and then I asked a few senior officers that would work down there sometimes. People didn't like a lot of officers didn't like to work down there because of that. And then I would ask some of the Golden Gate Bridge staff. They have their own people that work on the bridge, of course. And then I, you know, I started going to the library and doing some research. And it wasn't until a few years later when I went through crisis intervention training, CIT, what we refer to it as. Okay. And then years later, almost when I'm ready to retire, when I went through the FBI crisis negotiator school. So what kind of things would you say to somebody? You have somebody that's stepped over the edge. They're ready to leap off of the Golden Gate Bridge. How far of a fall is that, by the way? It's around 220 feet. Which is not a so, pleasant, which you hit that pretty much as like hitting the ground. And it, it would be a terrible, grisly death. So. When I'm talking to the coroner, you know, they say that that you're traveling around 75 or so miles an hour. That's a pretty big impact. Yeah, but what do you say to somebody when they're standing there on the edge? They're ready to end their life. You've been sent in there. What kind of things, now that you have your training, you you have your bearings a little bit, what kind of things do you say to somebody like that? Well, I I think it starts with the introduction. And I just go with an open hand towards them because they see I'm in a uniform. They see I'm some sort of authority figure. Yeah. And just want to introduce myself just as Kevin and then walk up and see if they will talk to me. And I'm there really to listen. Because many, many times folks just haven't been listened to. They've talked to folks, whether that's a mental health professional or their family members or friends, but everybody's giving them advice and telling them what they should have done. Well, how come you didn't do this? And why are you here? When really, the biggest part of this is just listening. So I don't say things like, well, why did you do that? Why are you here? You know, I may say, you know what you could try? Instead of, you know what you should have done? You can say things like, well, have you tried? And you could use this in everyday life, not just when somebody's on a bridge. Absolutely. I tell folks you can do this to, to get your kids to do their homework or, yeah. Why do you think the Golden Gate Bridge is such an iconic and almost, for lack of better terms, a popular destination for people to go to end their life? I mean, what is it, 1,700 people so far that have taken their life on that bridge? I'd say close to 2,000 because we lose some or we don't see them in the fog or something. But, you know, I think when, when people start to use a specific location and other folks see that or hear about it, they think, okay, this will get the job done. And that's exactly what one individual told me before he left was this will get the job done. And he actually came from a different state. He came from back east. He flew from back east to the Golden Gate Bridge for this? Yes. Yep. And we get some from out of country. Most of them are from the Bay Area here. But we do get some that, that travel quite a distance. Was there, was there a difference between men or women, older, younger? Does Was there a, a gender gap? Most, or? most are white males. Which is right there in the, the wheelhouse of most suicides in general. Yeah. 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 Now, they are getting younger. We've had quite a few younger folks since um, when I started, you know, in this retirement and, and what I've heard and things. And those are the tough ones, the teenagers. We've got to get to them before they get up to the bridge. What kind of repercussions do these people face if somebody's on the bridge? You end up talking them down. You've essentially saved their life. Do they face any sort of charges or anything from California, from the state? Not at all. No? Yeah, not at all. And I tell them that, too. If they are standing over that four-foot pedestrian rail, there's an I-beam on the other side. We call the the cord, C-H-O-R-D, and I'll tell them. And when you come back, not if you come back, but when you come back, I have to place you in handcuffs only because it's our policy. You haven't done anything wrong. You're not going to be arrested. You're not going to receive a ticket in the mail. 
nothing out of this. All I'm going to do is take you down to one of the local hospitals for some help, for an evaluation, a mental health evaluation, and that's it. There are no legal, you know, anything other other than that, legal-wise, is going to happen. You're not in trouble. You didn't do anything wrong. I feel like that should be the law is to take them to get them help, to get them to see somebody. So I'm glad that they do that at least. Yes. What would, what advice would you give to somebody that has a friend that may be suicidal? They may not be on a bridge, but you've seen someone that's been withdrawing from things socially. They're you know trying to selling off possessions. You can tell a lot of the signs of them wanting to end their life may be there. What is some uh, some advice that you could give as somebody that's been in the heat of the moment with somebody on a bridge? I mean, what would you what would your advice be to someone that has a friend that may be having those feelings? Yeah, if they're not actively suicidal, and I'm saying that, you know, with a gun to their head or or on a bridge or on top of a building or something, talk to them. It's to have that courageous conversation, to sit down with them somewhere where it's just you and that individual, not in public, and just say, you know what, these I've been seeing some different things going on with you. You know, you said that, that you're feeling been, you've been feeling hopeless or you've been feeling as if you're a burden to people and you've lost interest in a lot of things. We don't go out and do things like we used to. You've been isolating yourself and giving away belongings. I want to let you know that I'm here for you. You don't have to go through this alone. I'd like to find out what's going on and to normalize what's going on with them and to validate their feelings is huge. It sounds like you're really going through a tough time. And that really helps folks. You said those words, you're not alone. I think a lot of people need to hear that. Exactly. And normalization, normalizing what they're going through, something to the effect of, you know, with all this you've been going through, some people might be thinking about suicide. Have you been thinking about killing yourself? But go into this conversation prepared to get that yes answer just in case. Now, most people aren't. They're just going through a tough time. But, you know, we're losing almost 45,000 people a year just in this country. Mm-hmm. So what if they say yes? Be prepared for that yes. I have a question going back to the Golden Gate Bridge. I know it was kind of a controversial topic about the the nets that they were going to put down for the for the right. uh, Golden Gate Bridge. Is that something that they're now moving forward with? They are. They're actively building it as we speak. And last time I checked, it was going to be around two hundred million dollars. And I think the big question is for the amount of folks who do go off that bridge. Um, you know, that's a hell of a lot of money. Yeah. What could we have done with that two hundred million? for suicide prevention, behavioral health um, in, in our area, in the Bay Area here with that money. You know, it's it's uh, it's a tough one. People ask me that quite a bit, and I go, you know what, I don't really have a great answer for you because, one, yes, that's a hell of a lot of money, and we could have done a lot with that, but I have not lost a family member off that bridge either. If I had lost a family member off that bridge, I would be 100% in support of that net, I would think. And I'm hearing that I would it, think. it sounds like the cost is what you're saying is probably more than what it cost to build it back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> now, that's a hell of a lot of money. It is. But now, now the big question is, yes, it will stop suicides from the bridge, um, maybe altogether. But will they go somewhere else? Right. Now, you talk with coroners, and they're going to tell you, you know, their belief, yes. They will go somewhere else. If they really intend on losing their life to suicide, then they will go somewhere else. I'm going to follow up. There's nine Bay Area counties here, and I'm going to do my best to follow up with them and to see you know, if there's a trend of sorts. If you see any sort of a decrease in attempts? Yes. Now, your book is out, The Guardians of the Golden Gate. What kind of topics do you cover in your book? So I talk about my life, how mental illness kind of enveloped me. And here I was, I was... In the infantry, in the army, I worked at San Quentin State Prison, and then I was a motor officer and then the motor sergeant for my area in the California Highway Patrol. All these macho jobs where we don't show a weakness. 
well, what happened to me? And all these different things. I had cancer and my mom died when she was 49. All, all these different environmental factors. Um, but depression, you know, really hit me bad. And I didn't realize it. I didn't recognize it. And I didn't want to, you know, even admit to myself, no, this can't be happening to me. This is a weakness for weak people. But it took a heavy, heavy toll on me. And the path that I took and then a couple of programs I've created, one to talk to people who might be suffering. And how do we talk to them? What do we say? What do we not say? And then also my own quality of life triad for ourselves, for our quality of life to become better. You actually do speaking speaking engagements as well, so you can come out to. What, what kind of events do you speak at? Oh, I do all sorts of them. I was, I was home four days last month. It was a busy month. Wow. Um, the law enforcement. I go to colleges and the high schools. I go to hospitals, behavioral health conferences, negotiator conferences, just all sorts of stuff because this affects everybody. Pivotal-points.com. Kevin Briggs. Thank you so much for being my guest this week on Mental Health Monday. Appreciate it. Already. If you're interested in finding out more about Kevin Briggs, you can watch his TED Talks on YouTube. Just search for Kevin Briggs, B-R-I-G-G-S, like my, my name, but with a B in front of it. And you can find his book on Amazon or wherever you find your books. Guardian of the Golden Gate, protecting the line between hope and despair. Mental Health Monday is a Riggs Off the Radio production. 45 seconds of executive producer help from Elizabeth Kay. I told her I put that in there. Thanks for checking out another episode. I will talk to you next time. Enjoy the rest of your day, your week, your month, your workout, your bathroom time, whatever you're doing. Until then, make good life decisions. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.